When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. Today I'm going to share a couple stories with you from Chicken Soup for the Soul, All You Need is Love. Love is a miracle that can happen when you least expect it, in new relationships and in old ones, and at any age and any stage of your life. And sometimes it happens when a friend turns into more than a friend, even if you're resisting it. That's what happened to Judy Stapp. She was determined not to remarry after a rough divorce. She even made a pact with God about it. She was still dealing with some legal issues, and one Sunday in church she was praying and she said, God, if you just get me out of this mess, I promise I will never, ever get married again. Well, the moment she said that, she had a vision that she didn't like at all. She saw herself getting ready to walk down the left aisle of her church with her two grown children, her son-in-law, and her grandson. And although she only had one grandchild, in this vision— Judy's daughter was carrying another grandchild, a brown-haired two-year-old girl. And coming down the other aisle in the church, the right aisle, was a tall man holding the hand of a little girl. And the altar was filled with beautiful pink flowers, like it was a wedding. Judy was really shook up by this. She thought about it for days But then she got back to working her two jobs, having no social life, and just trying to survive after her divorce. She did do one fun thing, though. She loved her local baseball team, the California Angels. She always watched them on TV. And she finally joined the Angels Booster Club after a friend told her to. As a member of the club, she attended the games with the whole group and they got to hand out giveaway items at the gates. And that's where she met one of the club members, a man named John. John was interested in her, but she told him many times that she wasn't going to have a relationship with any man and she was never getting married again. He would just nod his head and smile. One day, John's parents invited her to their house for a party. John had an adorable little daughter, Jamie, and it was her sixth birthday. Judy knew about the little girl, but he was pretty protective of her, and he hadn't introduced them before. Now Judy found that she and the little girl bonded immediately, but she told John again that she was not going to remarry. Judy even told God again she was not going to marry John. And then finally, John broke through, He pointed out that they were spending all their time together anyway, so they might as well get married. And Judy gave in. 
Her daughter happened to be in town visiting from Minnesota, so they decided to throw together a quick wedding right then so that her daughter and her family could attend. All of Judy's friends pitched in, and before she knew it, she was walking down the left aisle of the church with her grown children, her son-in-law, her grandson, and her brown-haired two-year-old granddaughter. Her granddaughter started to cry, so Judy's daughter picked her up and carried her down the aisle, exactly as Judy had seen in her vision three years earlier. And sure enough, there was a tall man, John, holding the hand of a little girl as he walked down the right aisle. And the flowers on the altar, selected by Judy's friend at the last minute, were pink, just like in the dream. Katie Denisar is another person who saw a friendship turn into more. In her story, she tells us that it was the beginning of a new school year, and she had 13 excited first graders. It was an unusually small class, and that meant Katie could try some fun projects that she normally didn't get to do with a larger class. One project that she had been especially interested in was adopting members of the military as pen pals for her students. She sent out an email to all the employees of the school district asking for names and contact information for people who were actively serving. She got four names, and she sent emails to all of them asking if her class could adopt them as pen pals. One soldier replied, a Captain Denisar, who was deployed to Afghanistan. Katie decided to have her students correspond with him via email. You might think that they should have learned to write letters the old-fashioned way, but these were six-year-olds, and the fun of getting faster replies worked better, especially since Katie used writing to Captain Denizar as a reward for good work. The kids emailed him their best work and even read their stories to him and sent the audio recordings. As the class wrote back and forth with the captain, they learned that he was 29, a year older than Katie, and he wasn't married. He and Katie seemed to have a lot in common, too. When the captain lost one of his soldiers, the class tried to cheer him up by recording songs and jokes and sending art projects and care packages. Even when Captain Denisar returned stateside, he remained pen pals with the first grade class. Then he was redeployed, and the email slowed down but he promised he would visit the class in person the next time he was back in the States. The school year was beginning to wrap up when Captain Denisar contacted Katie about coming to visit in May. The captain and Katie began talking to each other more and more, and longer and longer, to coordinate his visit. By then, Captain Denisar had become just plain Brad to Katie. As the day of his visit approached, Katie began getting nervous that this man, who had stolen the hearts of her students, and as you and I know, her heart too, she was afraid he wouldn't live up to the hype, and that the chemistry that was so obvious in their emails and phone calls wouldn't actually be there. To make matters more complicated, the captain's father was the school superintendent of Katie's district. When the day finally came, Katie and her school superintendent, Brad's father, drove to the airport together to pick him up, which was awkward. But once Katie saw Brad walking toward them, everything was okay. He was exactly what she had hoped for. 
The next morning, surprise, surprise, Captain Denisar decided it would be a good idea to spend the whole day with Katie and her class. And Katie, surprise, surprise, had planned a huge day for him with her students. Because he was deployed for an entire calendar year, they wanted to catch him up on the holidays he missed. They went all out with an Easter egg hunt. They exchanged valentines. They had a Thanksgiving dinner for lunch. And they sang happy birthday with a cake for dessert. They wore costumes and they had a haunted house for Halloween. And they exchanged Christmas gifts. Brad, Captain Denisar to the rest of us, brought an amazing gift for the kids. Each one got an army t-shirt with his or her own name on the back. And they gave him a school t-shirt. And then at the end of the day, there was a school-wide assembly during which Brad told all the kids about being in the army and serving in Afghanistan. He showed pictures and answered lots of questions. After that day, Katie and Brad moved on to official dating. They spent the entire weekend together, and they had dinner with her parents, his best friend, and his father. Things were great. But one week after Brad's visit, Katie got a frantic call from him telling her that his father had just had a massive heart attack. She was the first person to the hospital and met Brad there. He stayed with Katie for two weeks until his father was able to leave the hospital and recover at home. The day after his father's heart attack, Brad turned to her and said, This is it. You're the one. Things moved quickly after that, partly because of the heart attack, which caused Brad's whole family to come to town. By the end of June, Katie and Brad had booked a church and she had purchased a wedding dress. They were married just seven months after his visit to her classroom. Katie says that never in her wildest dreams did she imagine that having her first grade class adopt a soldier would lead to a lifelong commitment and the love of her life. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, All You Need is Love. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and everything it covers, and you'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And would you like to become one of our storytellers? We're always looking for new people to join the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Just click on Submit Your Story under the Books pull-down menu on our website, and we will guide you through the process of submitting your story. And please come back for our next episode to hear from book influencer Zibby Owens, the powerhouse behind Moms Don't Have Time to Read and a whole publishing empire. Mm-hmm.